High Noon with George Hook. News Talk 106 to 108. It's the penultimate week of our series on the seven deadly sins. Uh, John O'Keefe is a criminologist, a forensic psychologist. He joins me with the penultimate dead, deadly sin, which is what? Gluttony. Yes, from the Latin word to gulp down um, or swallow. And uh, I suppose some of us get ac- accused of it from time to time. It is technically, well, strictly speaking, an inordinate desire to consume more than you require in a kind of a habitual process uh, of eating. It's linked with the animal pig, which we all could imagine, but also the colour orange. Um, There's a thing called colour psychology. We won't go into it now, but in colour psychology, the colour orange is meant to radiate warmth and uh, and happiness. In other words, it relates to our gut reaction and our gut instincts. All right, but uh, the gluttony... I I very rarely come across in my life even somebody who I thought was gluttonous, if that's the word. Um, I saw people who ate large portions, but there are very few, like in, 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 people don't seem, with gluttony and furs, don't seem to have an attraction to food in the way they have for drink, for instance. I mean, I've seen fellas drink 12 pints. I've rarely seen fellas have not 12 steaks, but even two steaks. I know that, yeah. And it is associated with both food and drink, and certainly in biblical times. um, uh, Proverbs chapter 23. (laughs) um, Do not be heavy with drinkers of wine or with gluttonous eaters of meat, for the heavy drinker and the glutton will come to poverty and drowsiness will clothe one, one with rags. So it is certainly true it's not just that I know what you mean it's it's I think it's all part of this you know over labeling as well there's a little bit of that so gluttony has now become a binge eating disorder it became that in 2013 so in 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 a previous life people were gluttonous but now they've got their own psychiatric label courtesy of the American Psychiatric Association there's a there's a great book on this whole area but by a guy by the way called Dr. Francis called Saving Normal I mean it's just a great it's a great title for a book and he talks about diagnostic inflation uh, and certainly maybe gluttony is going to be one of them. Um, well, uh, have you met a binge eater, have you? Yeah, I, I probably have. I mean, you know, when we talk about binge eating, we mean um, the, the the impossibly named psychiatrist Albert Stunkgard uh, described binge eating, for example, or gluttony, as large amounts of food consumed in an orgiistic manner at irregular intervals. Well, I suppose we're all a bit guilty of that from time to time. I'm not quite sure you'd, you'd throw the word orgy into it. You might be just on your own having the crack and, you know, just eating now, away. What is certainly true is like comfort eating, which I remember like in my low points in my life mm. because I, I didn't really drink or smoke, uh, I would tend to have four meals a day rather than three or five meals a day even, but but they weren't big like, it was mm. just, it was comfort eating. Yeah, I mean, and, and it is described, I, and I suppose you're getting to the psychological hub of it, at this that kind of sense of lack of control um, overeating during an episode. So you're eating very rapidly, you're eating when you're not actually very hungry, you're eating well beyond your fullness capacity, um, and you're eating alone, uh, for the, example. Y- yeah, but these psychiatrists do have a point, though. I mean, there are people, more in America, I haven't met anybody in Ireland, but I have people in America who would, would they had a desire for food. So they would go to McDonald's and they would order 
four, five, six Big Macs. Yeah, but you know what's interesting about... that is a disorder. Well, yeah, oh no, absolutely. And it's interesting you raise that point because there's been some recent work done on obesity. There was a relatively recent paper in the New England Journal in 2007 which talks about social networks being assisting the spread of obesity. So, for example, um, if your sister's obese, the other sister, this study says, will become obese 67% of the time, 44% if it's your brother. But interestingly, among mutual friends... So the million friends you might have on Facebook or see in the street, the social influence is worse. And the obesity spreads 171% across their friendship into their, their guts and their butts, if you want. So the fact that we see other people doing it, and in America, of course, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's okay to be big uh, there, perhaps relative to other countries. But parents of fat children are invariably fat. Yeah, well, it's like everything else. You know, everything comes from the parents and it comes from example. So it's true to say that if your parents are obese or fat, as you've called it, and then you are more likely to be obese yourself because that becomes your template, does it not? But it, it does. But would our biblical scholars not have preferred you to say fat rather than obese? Would they uh, not? Yeah, of course they the would. The biblical scholars were worried about people eating and drinking so much. So they wouldn't have clothed it in nice uh, PC kind no, of No, they words. wouldn't. And, you know, I do love my Bible, as you know. And it's not just Christianity that was concerned about this. And they didn't clothe it in very nice words. The book of Numbers, um, chapter 11. Let me at this one, will you? While the meat was still between their teeth before it was chewed, the anger of the Lord was kindled against the people. So the name of the place was called Kibroth Hathavah, because that was where they buried the people who had been greedy. So they didn't put any bones. And the Mormons are talking about it. Islam talks about it. Um, Gluttony Shakespeare talks about it. He does talk about it. Falstaff. Falstaff was as big as it gets, yeah. yeah. And it, but it was in one sense almost celebrated, wasn't it, in Shakespeare? Yeah. To be a big rotund fellow, you were kind of a jolly fellow. It seems to go with that type of but personality. There was a, yeah, there was a wonderful book um, of my childhood, a great, anybody who read uh, children's fiction would have read of Billy Bunter. Mm, of course, yeah. Billy Bunter was a fat boy. He was a fat who, lad, yeah. Uh, who ate too much, yeah, right? Could, I mean, he was defined by his eating. Yeah. And I suppose a lot of you us wouldn't, are. You couldn't possibly write that book now. You absolutely couldn't because, as I say, it's, 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 it's certainly been labelled. But I mean, how does it look in Ireland today when we think about um, gluttony, I suppose? How do, we, how do we measure it? How do we talk about it? It used to mean eating too much. Now it's normalised in, I suppose, programmes like Operation Transformation, which to me is a bit like something like a Victorian circus, where we cope by normalising our own overeating habits by feigning disgust in the eating habits um, of other people. But there's a new gluttony out there. Have you heard about this? the new gluttony which kind of craves refinement and turns uh, um, eating into a kind of a job you know instead of chilli fries you order a glass of old port and imported cheese so it's a mark of class but you're still pigging out in the parlance but you're doing it in a different way you know this idea of I I don't know if men go on dates a lot but when they do they might see uh, women always say excuse me I'm a bit of a foodie I mean I don't even know what that means what you eat food but it's almost like you've got a label now and somehow into that you can crave the indulgent habits of you know special port special wine um, high caliber cheeses 
uh, space you wouldn't be unfamiliar with yourself, George. Uh, yeah, but uh, it, gluttony is about eating a lot, not little. Well, so no, therefore, they, the, the modern-day Michelin-starred guys who you know give you enough food to keep a sparrow alive, uh, but it's very tastefully delivered. Uh, like there's no gluttony going on well, in Michelin-starred restaurants. Well, not gluttony in in terms of amount, perhaps, but, but perhaps in gluttony of, in terms of the quality of what you're eating. In and other the words, cash high pay calorie and hash. Uh, of course, you're going to pay an awful lot of cash for it. Do you know any other fat people, do you? Famous fat people? Yeah, I mean, famous. If you're didn't a famous you, fat did, person... Sorry, didn't Julius Caesar... Didn't somebody say, let let me have around me people who are fat? Didn't yeah, on the basis... That? It has been said by Julius Caesar and others, on the basis that they're rather jolly and rotund and know how to enjoy themselves. Do I know any famous fat people? Well, the only reason I might know famous fat people is because they keep saying they don't want to be fat and going well, on crash diets. Well, the great one, of course, was uh, Maureen O'Hara's last movie. John Candy was her son. Yeah. And, and didn't... John Candy die of he did. gluttony? As far as, I, well, as far as I know, he died of um, weight-related issues. Let's put it like that. But didn't but he, he die a, having ordered like 26 Big Macs or Oh, something, he may no? well have done. But I mean, he got his movie roles, um, you, would, you would be inclined to think, because he was overweight, because he was fat. Because he was fat. So the only people we seem to know in movies get their jobs if they are overweight because they are overweight. Um, so, um, there's another one, Queen Latifah. Do you know her? Oh, Queen Latifah, an old friend. Yes, absolutely. She's been up and down on the old weight scales as well. <laughs> All right, Gluttony, what's the last one? Pride, it's the biggest of all. Comet before the fall. Interestingly, it was, a, um, it was in the Irish Times crossword last week, and it was the only question that Ingrid failed to get. Well, she didn't realise the pride came before the fall. She will now. She will now, that's for sure. All <laughs> right, my man on Deadly Sins, my advisor and expert, John O'Keefe, criminologist and indeed forensic psychologist.